Welcome. You're listening to the Equine Photographers Podcast, the place to learn from top equine professionals around the world as they share their experience and knowledge on what it takes to be an accomplished equine photographer. Now your hosts, Peter DeMott and Gigi Embricks. I am talking to Anna Smullins of Purple Horse Design. And uh, I had run across her on EPNet online and also Horse Critique, probably. Anyway, uh, this is the Equine Photographers Podcast. And I just find people here and there that I want to interview, and you are one of them. Um, some people had some things to say, and, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I wanted to talk to you about your business. One of the first things we do is just ask you how you got into horses and how you got into photography. So which came first? Was it the camera or the horse? Uh, it was definitely the horse. Um, I am told that a family friend took me to the racetrack when I was two or three. Um, and it's been a love affair ever since. Since you were two or three years old? Yes. I started taking lessons when I was six. Um, so I've been riding my whole life. I still have two horses myself. I've just always loved them. Um, I actually have a degree in equine science. Where did you get that? Um, Averett University. Uh-huh. It's in uh, Danville, Virginia. Right out of school, I had managed a horse farm. So I was, I was always involved with riding and training and, um, managing and, and the daily, uh, activities of, of dealing with horses. That was. When did you first get your first own, your horse that you actually owned? Um, when I was 13 and I still have him. Wow. He is 23. <laughs> do you still ride him? I do. Yeah, I do. And, and he's in a lot of my pictures. Uh, he's my Guinea pig. He's fantastic to work with, and so whenever I have a new idea that I want to try out, he's often my my go-to model to try something new. And then, so you managed your horse farm, and have you done other vocations in horses other than photography? Um, no, it was pretty much just uh, managing training, and then uh, I sort of took a break from the horses for a while because I made a... Um, I moved to another state and I couldn't find a job in the equine world at the time uh, doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing with, with the training. And so I was actually working in retail for a while before I got into the photography. And is that where you live now or what? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm on the eastern shore of Maryland. It's um, also Delaware and a, a tiny bit of um, Virginia. Um, we're we're pretty isolated over here. Really? So you're out in the boonies? Sort of. It's 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 we're separated from the rest of Maryland by the Bay Bridge. It's a separate community over here. I'm involved with like my local um, dressage chapter and, and putting on shows and things, and so it's really easy to see sometimes the separation that we have over here from from the western shore and from like Pennsylvania and things like that. When you're riding yourself, are you competing as well, or is it recreational? 
I have not competed in a few years, but I plan to start up again. Um, it's been for various reasons. One of my horses, the, the one that I do compete, um, he injured himself last summer. I have a young daughter, time constraints, uh, you know, finances, things like that that can keep you out of the show ring. So, Okay, so tell us how photography came into the picture. I've always loved photography. Um, I bought my first SLR. It was a Canon Rebel SLR in high school. Um, I did take a photography class in high school. We developed our own film, um, learned the basics, and that was a lot of fun. In college, I played around with it a little bit, and I took pictures at a local farm. Um, I was taking pictures of this gorgeous um, Andalusian stallion. They wanted to use some pictures for his marketing, and uh, he ran me over. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, he was loose, and he. I have these pictures. and. <laughs> where he was just getting closer and closer and, and I was shooting a telephoto lens and I just didn't realize how close he was until he, he was on top of me and, and it broke all of my gear and I was a poor college kid and I didn't have the money to replace it. Um, digital was just getting big so I just sort of put it aside and it wasn't until, I mean this is probably a, almost a eight or nine year gap, um, I was looking for something to do at home while, while I was with my daughter that I could still earn a, a small income on the side, you know, part-time or something while I was home. And I started to get into web design. So that's where the, the word design comes in that your name? Yes. Cause okay. I also, I started out doing web design and graphic design. And as I was getting into that, of course, when I would go to do a website or I was looking at other websites, I would notice that the photos were just not the quality that, you know, you would want. And so I decided, well, I'll, you know, get a cheap camera again and I'll offer basic photography with the website. It was another Canon Rebel, though this time it was digital. And I, it it was an l- instant love affair again. I pretty do much ma- Do you remember what year that was by any chance? Um, it was just a couple years ago. It was, I got the camera 2013. Okay. Wow. And I basically had to relearn everything that I had learned in high school. Um, but it was, it was just instant. It was, you know, I instantly fell in love with it all over again. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. And and I just put all my time and energy into relearning and learning the techniques of the digital world, which I had not uh, really been in that involved with, you know, I had had a point and shoot camera that I was using prior to that. Did that help your web design business? Well, I just sort of put that aside. Honestly, I, I, I decided that I really wanted to put all of my, my energy into the photography because I just, I loved it so much. I mean, the web design was something that I was good at and I could do, but it wasn't a love affair. Um, it wasn't something that I woke up each morning dying to put, you know, eight or 10 hours of work into. <laughs> and, and with the photography, I am, you know, I, I, I love shooting. I love editing. I, I love the entire process. Okay. So where, where did the horses come in to that situation? Did you start right up with the horses or were you doing what other kind of photography did you do? It was pretty much the horses right off the bat. Um, they were something that I understood. They were something that I had access to. Because you're in Maryland. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I mean, I can always use my horses and then I have friends who have horses who have allowed me to practice on them. Landscapes and, and nature and things like that. It's just. Not I as just interesting. Never, yeah. I just never yeah. could get into it. Um, I see the beautiful work that other photographers do in those areas and, and I give them lots of credit cause I just, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long had you been in the digital website business before you switched over to the photography? Um, only about a year. Okay. So I guess I'm curious, what mistakes have you made starting up your business that you would encourage other equine photographers not to make? You're pretty new at this. So I'm sure you've made a few mistakes and you're picking up pieces and, and regrouping. What are some mistakes you've made? One of the things that has sort of plagued me along the way, um, I had done a big portfolio shoot weekend where I got a bunch of friends with their horses together and I did um, eight shoots in one weekend and basically to build my portfolio of the types of shoots that I wanted to create for people. I told myself, this was I think at the end of um, August in 2014, and I, I told myself that I would do the shoots now and then I would spend the fall and the winter getting all of my ducks in a row, getting all my business paperworks, uh, paperwork done, the, the license, the insurance, the, the contracts, everything that you would need to sort of get up and running. And I, I, I figured in spring I, I would have everything together and that I could start marketing and, and getting business. Um, but I started getting business right away. And I wasn't expecting that. And so I've been playing catch up. Um, with paperwork and with, with website and everything else. Exactly. Um, I've been sort of behind the eight ball in a lot of those areas. And um, I've had to put out a little bit more money in those areas that I wanted to um, because I didn't have the time to create things myself um, that I had wanted to. It's been an amazing process. Quite a roller coaster to start. It it, it was. Um, I, I wasn't expecting that much interest that soon. Was it and just word of mouth from all these ten people that you had photographed, or what? Yes. They just told um, their friends, or they had pictures on their Facebook, or what happened? Yep. Exactly. Um, a lot of it was Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the community over here is fairly small. So once you start to get to know people, they get to know you, and getting my name out there. Um, has been really fantastic. Word of mouth has been by far my main source of, of business. I've, I've done very little actual marketing at this point, other than keeping up with a little bit of social media. Do you do anything other than purchase? Do you do the horse shows or anything like that for FaceTime? I do. I do some events. Um, I do some local shows. I don't try to get into any of the big shows. Like I am, I am within a few hours of some of the bigger shows, like Upperville, Washington International Horse Show, Devon, um, some of the big showgrounds. And, and I go to those for fun, but I don't try and do any of the, sh- the shoots there. The local shows, one thing that I have found is not only does it gain you exposure, but there's usually not a photographer at those types of shows. And... Just those the local people, barn shows, you mean? 
Yeah, like I, I mostly do, um, I don't do like 4-H kind of shows, but I do the local dressage shows that we have here, a couple of them. And I also work with a local um, breeding farm. They do um, warm blood inspections and young horse show series. Those types of shows I find don't have big, big name photographers, you know, wanting to shoot them, but those people still want pictures. Um, and so it's actually been a, a pretty good source of income and, and pretty reliable, even though I know events can be sort of hit or miss sometimes. So tell us a, a little bit about your methodologies in terms of making money from these shows. Um, what I do is I shoot everybody. I'm there all, I'm there all day. I, you know, I'm going to stand there with my camera all day. I might as well shoot everybody. So I do, I, I do a sign up sheet, but that's just to get emails. I don't only take the people who sign up. So how, how many emails might you get from a show? The people that actually bother to put their name on, I would say between maybe 10 and 15, but then I get the email list from the show manager. So I end up getting everybody's email anyway, so that I can send the pictures out or send the link out. I put a card in, I send a card to the, um, to the manager of the show and have them insert it into everybody's envelope that they get. And on it, I have just a a couple pictures on the front and then on the back, it it has discounts. So I I do things like buy two, get one free of a certain size, um, buy three digital media images, get, you know, 30% off things like that. People love deals. Um, what they don't like is to be nickel and dimed. So I, I price my stuff appropriately and then I give deals. Um, I've had a lot more success with that, I think, than I would have if I was charging, you know, $25 to look at your photos, that kind of thing. Um, I, I, I totally understand where that's coming from. But these types of shows, people respond really well to to being able to view the photos and then, and then getting deals on top of it. Well, I would think the deals are what drive people to the website, right? Yes, definitely. Um, I've hardly had any purchases of one photo. Um, or, or Cause they, two- they want to use the deals. Exactly. The packages. I exactly. Okay. And I, I've, I do that on sizes like five by seven, eight by 10. So I hardly ever get four by six orders. Probably four out of five people use one of the deals that I put on there. Mm -hmm. So how much might you make from one of these uh, local shows from a one weekend? That can vary. Um, I've done anything from say $500 to up to almost 2000. Um, And that's from, you know, just a, a one day, maybe six to eight hours show, but it, it depends on the people who, who are there. Okay. So then that's a, a portion of your business. What portion of your business would you say that represents at this point? It's probably my second biggest income. Less than 50%. Yes. Less than, yeah, less than 50%. My biggest is, is by far the por- the private portrait sessions. So tell us more about those. They are what I absolutely love. I do a couple different kinds. I do just, you know, the, the owner with their horse. Those are usually put into like custom packages where I have the, the full sessions. Everything is all inclusive. Again, I'm just 
I don't like to be nickel and dimed, so I don't like to do that to other people. Um, I, I try to make my prices all inclusive so they see what they're getting right up front. And my full custom sessions start at $800. I also do mini sessions and I have those designed where, you know, I do several at the same place on the same day and they're much shorter. Uh huh. How much do you charge for those? I do 200 and I require at least four in the same place. So I'm still starting at $800 for the day, for the, for the, for the time. Um, and so far, most of those people have purchased additional prints after the fact. Um, so the $200 includes a package of images? Yes. It includes six images with six small-sized prints. Um, and then they can purchase additional afterwards. And I usually have anywhere between 20 and 30 images in their gallery. Mm-hmm. So what do you use as the gallery? Do they do all their purchases online or do you handle any of those? They do everything online. And then, of course, I send it to my lab and get it done. And then I have it sent to me and packaged and shipped to them. Okay. So you're not using like Smug Mug or... Something like that. I use shoot proof. How do you like shoot proof? I, I like it a lot. Um, I haven't really had any problems with it. It's clean. It's simple to understand. I haven't had people with a bunch of questions. Does it protect so the images fairly well for you? It does. I have not had that much, that many problems with, with image theft. I do put up a watermark, <laughs> of course, that it, it's Got my logo real big across it, and then it also says underneath it, literally, please do not steal. And and so if it shows up on their Facebook and it says right on there, please do not steal, that reflects not very nicely on that person. <laughs> exactly. People are so used to seeing the big C, you know, that just doesn't even cross people's radars anymore. And so I literally put the words on there, please do not steal. And I've only had one person um, that I know of who has done that, that has uploaded it. And they were caught pretty quickly by some of my own friends um, who had them take it down. But I, I, I haven't found too many issues with that. Okay, so I see on your website that you have like three packages for your full collections. And uh, you, you said you started about eight hundred, and then it goes up to sixteen ninety five. Are you doing more of the mini sessions, or are you getting calls in these medium? Um, in total, I've probably done more of the bigger packages, um, although it's probably close. It doesn't really bother me one way or the other. They're they're structured so that for the time and effort that I put into what I'm doing. I'm making close to the same amount of money. So if it's, you know, a lesson kid at a barn who has a single mom who can only afford the mini session, that's great because I want to give them pictures just as much as I want to give someone who can afford the $1,200 package. I've tried to make it so that what I do is accessible to, you know, anyone around me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Um, you've only been doing this a couple years, and you're pretty prolific on, what is it called, Instagram. You have lots and lots of pictures on Instagram. Are those all your pictures? They are. 
So you are putting up stuff all the time, right? I am. Yeah. I am. Some of those are not paying jobs. They're just pictures of horses probably, right? Yes. Okay. So you go out and take pictures all the time of horses. Mm-hmm. And you must have a lot of horse opportunities around you. Also, there's a lot of breeds represented in there. Tell us a, your Instagram story. Okay, so I've I've been asked this a lot. <laughs> I had Instagram, although I had just used it to post, you know, occasionally a cute picture of my daughter or something on Facebook. And then after I did that big um, portfolio weekend in at the end of um, the summer in 2014, I decided, well, I was going to try and just turn my Instagram account into a equine photography account. So I s- slowly started to post the quote professional pictures that I was taking uh, on there. And it was very slow going. It's one of those things where it is really difficult to, to, to gain traction. Um, but I decided that I was going to have fun with it. I decided that it was going to be the one social media outlet that I had where I posted whatever I wanted to, whenever I wanted to, with whatever caption I wanted. It was going to be my fun way of interacting with people. Because um, on Facebook, I'm, I'm much more serious. I don't put a lot of my personality on Facebook. And so I decided Instagram was where I was going to have fun. And I... I would use hashtags, of course, and try and get noticed. And how enters. many how many hashtags do you put in a typical post? Because mm. I mean that that's a lot of work for me. I, I personally, I just you know sitting Maybe. sitting there on the cell phone and trying to enter all that stuff takes a lot of effort. Maybe ten. Ten hashtags. Yeah. Okay. Um, and always relevant. So. You know, if it's a quarter horse, then I'll hashtag quarter horse. If it's an Arabian, I'll hashtag Arabian, that kind of thing. I'll hashtag my location. So if I was here on the Eastern Shore, I can use that hashtag. I can use Maryland. If I went up to Pennsylvania, I can use that. Um, When I went down to photograph the wild horses in North Carolina, I got a rash of new followers because I was suddenly using North Carolina, Outer Banks, wild horses, Corolla, things like that that I had never used before. I posted consistently. I posted, uh, you know, usually a few times a day, um, sometimes once a day. But the more you post, the more people get to see you. And I, I interacted with people. I, I talked to people. I posted on other people's pages and all the things that they tell you to do on social media, of course. But but I had a lot of fun with it. And um, I would post silly captions and tell jokes and um Sometimes it would have nothing to do with the picture that I was posting, but how many uh, pictures do you think you have up at this point? And I need to go through and clean it out. I think a little bit. <laughs> um, there are one thousand fifty-six posts right now, and, and I have. And each post is one picture. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I have sixty-four thousand followers. That's a I, lot. It is. I literally. I, I literally looked back from a year. So in January of this year, I hit 52,000. And in January of last year, I had just hit 1,000. Um, wow. So it was pretty Explosive. rapid growth. Yeah. yeah. I did get featured by Instagram. 
And what did that really kick the numbers or or not? It did. Um, there's like a, a an explore page where they will come up with different themes, and one of the themes was horses. And um, this was probably a several months ago, last fall, something like that, um, where they did horses and they chose, I think it was 35 horse accounts to feature. And I was one of them. And it gained me probably about 3,500 followers in a few days. I didn't uh, apply for that or anything like that. They just chose the accounts on random. And it was a good way for me to find other accounts too. I love Instagram for inspiration. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really great photographers on, on the platform. So how does it do in terms of generating business for you? I've had some, uh, some print sales. I've had some, um, I do Christmas cards every year. So I've, I've had some of those sell through Instagram. Um, what about your local portrait business? It has not really correlated to that. Okay. I probably don't use as many local tactics as I could. Um, I could do more with local hashtagging. I could do more with um, contests for local followers, things like that, that I just haven't gotten into at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but the potential is certainly there because there's a lot of people that know me personally who I, I'll meet you know, at a horse show or something. They're like, oh, I know you from Instagram. And so I, I know it's there. I just haven't, haven't used it for that yet. Right. Well, that's pretty exciting. You've come a long way in a short amount of time, uh, both in Instagram and with your business. Where, where do you think it's going for, from here forward? Well, hopefully up, but I really love doing all these different aspects. I love doing the portraits. I really love doing the studio portraits. and that's With horses? Yes. Okay, tell me more about that because I was actually uh, I do remember seeing some of those on somewhere, uh, probably your Instagram, where you have a big background. Yes. Are you using studio lighting? I am. Okay, and how are people responding when they see those? Because I've seen like four or five photographers in the world doing that. You know, people, yeah, people love it. I love it. And, and I know what you're talking about. There's not a lot of people who do that. And when I saw it, it was just, I looked at those kinds of pictures and I just said, I want to do that. And, um, my gear is 20 years old, <laughs> my lights, um, you know, but the response is always phenomenal. What, um, on Instagram or Facebook or locally both, or what? Both, everything, everything. One of the best things that I did with that was I, I practiced on my own with, with horses at my, my boarding barn. Um, and then I, I also contacted the local um, breeding farm. They breed Hanoverians and um, set up a day with them to come and shoot their stallions using the studio, the studio setup. And that was phenomenal. Um, you know, I did it for free for them, but the, the marketing has been really great. The response every time that they post one of those pictures is absolutely fantastic. Do they give, they give you credit for it or how? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, they do. Absolutely. And, um, I, I finished sort of working out the kinks for that last fall so that this year, once I'm able to market a little more heavily again, because since I'm sick right now, I, I can't do anything for the next couple of months really. But, um, mm -hmm. Are you doing all right? I am. Are you making progress on your illness? 
we are we are making progress and fingers are crossed that by this summer I will be back to normal. Um, and so at, at that point, I really want to be able to book these these studio sessions where they would also be set up sort of like the mini sessions. Um, but with the ultimate goal is to create a piece of artwork for these people to hang in their home, you know, of, of their horse. So you're looking at selling larger canvas images or what? Yes. Yes. Larger canvases, larger prints. Um, I'll, I'll probably choose a couple high end, um, more fine art finishes, um, papers, things like that. I love the old classic oil paintings of horses. And, and that's what I kind of want to want to recreate with these is just that classic portrait of a horse. You're saying in terms of the composure or you're actually going to painterize the images after you take them? No, no, just, just in the, just in the, the look of the image. Um, I don't know. I, I think maybe sometimes some people find that type of thing a little bit boring because it's not a beautiful horse running across a field, but, but I love it. Mm-hmm. So in your experimentation, uh, is this a two light, three light? Is, are you just putting one on each side? Or are you doing things to create shadow? Um, I've done both one and two lights. Um, I prefer two. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a ratio that you want to use? I mean, are you lighting up the shadows a little bit? I like having shadows. I like mm-hmm. having some dark areas. I usually have one light that's the, the main light is, is, is of course stronger. And then I just have one on the other side for just a little bit of fill. So we don't completely lose, you know, the hind end of the horse or anything like that. There was actually one time that I went and one of the, um, <laughs> When I went actually, when I went to shoot the stallions over at that farm, one of my transmitters, the batteries in it, it had exploded, um, and I only could use one light, and so I had to change my setup. And so I did only use one light for them, um, but I used a different modifier. I used an umbrella, and it actually worked out okay. I just had to make sure the horse was positioned in a in a way so that it didn't cast a giant shadow on itself. Like when the horse's head would turn you'd have a, a big shadow on the neck or something like that you have to watch for. But um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun to experiment with. What kind of uh, session fees do you think you'll do with those when you put that together? As of right now, I have it set up the same as the mini session. So $200 for the actual shoot. Okay. Um, so you're talking about multiple horses though. Yes. Yes. This mm-hmm. is at least four horses at one spot. Um, but this is set up so that that's for the fee and then you get a certain amount of images to choose from and then you choose your wall piece, you know, what, what you're going to hang up basically. So there's, there's pretty much a guaranteed sale after the fact. Is this a pretty good income career for you at this point already? This is definitely something I want to keep going with as a career. I, I started out just wanting to do a little bit on the side as, as a, a part-time thing because I was a stay-at-home mom, and um, it's certainly grown into a lot more than that. And in fact, the illness um, has made me sort of reorganize and prioritize a little bit in a more healthy way because everything grew so fast that I was pouring, pouring time into it. 
but this is definitely something that I want to do for a very long time. I want to constantly keep, keep learning and, and keep traveling and coming up with new ways to shoot the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. where's your most important learning coming from as far as horse photography? I'm actually, I just signed up for my work. My first workshop will be this fall, but I have not gone to any until now. Um, Most of my actual photography learning has been done online through places like creative live um, or YouTube um, just googling what I want to learn, and then and then finding a video that'll tell me how. The horse aspect of it is just comes from my experience with them. Putting the two together, you know, learning certain things like using folk, long longer focal lengths, or you know, um, things like that has just come come through doing. The more mm-hmm. I do, the more I learn. I do have one more question about your background and studio light situation. So you do that inside a barn? Yeah. So far I've done them all in indoor arenas. Okay. And and you have a large dark background or what is it? It's a 10 by 20 foot piece of muslin. And it's sort of like a really ugly neutral brown color. Mm -hmm. But you can adjust that in... Uh, on your computer, yeah. Yes, yes. So I can, I can either, depending on the color of the horse, sometimes I'll make it a little cooler, I'll make it a little bit warmer, things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we usually cut this off right around 35 to 45 minutes, and that's about where we're at now. Do you have any questions for me? And also, let's talk about your presence on Facebook and your website and your Instagram. We'll go ahead and promote that for you. What are those so that people can find you? Okay. Well, my Instagram is Purple Horse Designs. My Facebook is Purple Horse Designs and Photography. My website is also purplehorsedesigns.com. I've tried to keep it consistent. (laughs) Is it designs with an S at the end? Yes. Okay. So there's an S there. Yes. Yeah, now, where did the name Purple Horse Design come from? Okay, so that was my first blog post. (laughs) My mom had sent me um, a book, and I cannot for the life of me remember the book at the moment, but it was, I think, about business and sales and things like that. And and the author was talking about purple cows, right? Be the purple cow. Because the purple cow stands out. Yeah, so if you drive down the street and you say a black and white cow, those are everywhere. But if you were driving down the street and you saw a purple cow in a field, you would go, oh, my gosh, there is a purple cow in that field. What is going on? Okay. Exactly. So I just made it a purple horse. (laughs) (laughs) Because I wanted to stand out. I wanted to be different from the rest. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was sort of where that came from. Have, has that been a area of notoriety for you? I mean, do people talk about that much? They instantly recognize the name. Um, it's one of those things where it's just, it's easy to remember. And, you know, my logo is the same little, I I actually, you know, designed the logo myself. I, I drew it and scanned it. And, um, it's a picture that I took of my own horse, um, and it's, it's easily recognizable, and people 
will instantly know who I am and and recognize me. Right, and I see you use a lot of purple on the website too. Yeah. Right, for the captions and things. Yeah. I'd like you to send me a couple images that we can put on your show notes and I'll okay. put I'll put links to everything there. This is the Equine Photographers Podcast. And we'd like you to go, you as a listener, to go to iTunes and rate and review the show if you can. Uh, it helps us to get noticed more. And hopefully you'll blog about it and enjoy hearing what people have to say. So thank you for your time. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. We'll see you later. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Equine Photographers Podcast. We hope that you were inspired to grow and improve as an equine photographer by listening today. Join us for the next episode to learn, grow, and be inspired as we interview some of today's outstanding equine image makers.